Welcome to Math Mutation, a podcast where we discuss fun, interesting, or just plain weird corners of mathematics that you would not have heard in school. Recording from Hillsboro, Oregon, this is Eric Seligman, your host. And now, on to the math. Math Mutation 36, Christmas in August. Since the earliest days of civilization, humans have had an urge to create calendars to keep track of the progress of time across the seasons. This was not very easy since the simplest cycle to observe, the lunar cycle of about 29 and a half days, doesn't divide evenly into the length of a year, about 365 and a quarter days, and neither of them contains an integral number of days. So how do you come up with a periodic naming of the days such that you can sensibly track the cycle of the seasons and know when to plant your crops? In modern times, we can measure all this stuff with an amazing amount of precision to the point where central scientific bodies know where to insert a leap second. But in ancient times, this was a real challenge, and to some societies, the naming of the dates had a mystical significance. We can still see this reverence today. Can you believe the number of astrology websites and podcasts on the net? Why aren't all those people listening to Math Mutation instead? Anyway, I think it's fun to look at how various societies have coped with creating calendars despite the confusing ratios of lengths of the day, the lunar cycle, and the solar year. Today we're going to talk about how the Romans did it. Around the time of the founding of Rome, the calendar attributed to Romulus basically punted on the question. There were ten months that went from spring until autumn, and then about sixty days in winter that were literally not on the calendar. Incidentally, we can still see the remnants of the system today in that the last four months of September, October, November, and December contain the root prefixes for 7, 8, 9, and 10. Naturally, this calendar had many problems, since it was very hard for everyone to be synced up on exactly when to restart counting after the off-calendar winter. So the second king of Rome, Numa Pompilius, decided in the 7th century BC to add two winter months, which we now know as January and February. However, this 12-month calendar was synchronized more closely to the lunar year than the solar, with a total of 355 days. Even numbers were considered unlucky, so February, the only month with an even number of days, had to be devoted to purification rites and atonement. The most serious problem was that this 355-day lunar calendar was way off from a 365-day solar year, so the dates would gradually drift around in relation to the seasons, and the leaders of Rome would have to insert a leap month roughly every other year. But this led to a different problem. Now the people had to rely on the politicians to maintain the calendar. One issue was the spiritual significance that I mentioned earlier. The leap month was considered bad luck, so if something significant, like a second Punic War, was going on, the pontiffs would let the calendar go bad rather than risking it. Another problem came from the nature of politics. Although in our modern times all politicians are selfless heroes who think only about the good of their society, back then politicians would sometimes act in their own interest. It might be convenient to manipulate the calendar to extend or reduce various people's terms in office, and Rome's leaders had no qualms about doing so. The calendar eventually became so broken that in 190 BC, when an eclipse occurred on what we would now call March 14th, it was recorded as taking place on July 11th. Well, actually Quincilius rather than July, since the month hadn't been renamed for Caesar yet, but you get my point. You can imagine the effects this thing had on things like harvest festivals, which now took place nowhere near an actual harvest. In 46 BC, Julius Caesar finally decided to restore some sanity to the calendar after consulting with Egyptian experts. That year became known as the Ultimus Annus Confucianus, or the last year of confusion. 
That year was extended to 445 days to catch up, and the lengths of the months were adjusted for future years to sync up with a solar calendar. He also introduced a system very similar to what we have today, where a day was added to February every four years. Amusingly, when the concept was first introduced, some Roman leaders miscalculated and extended February every three years instead of four, so Augustus later had to cancel leap years between 8 BC and 8 AD to get things straightened out again. This calendar remained in use in Europe for over 1,500 years, but this was not the end of the story, since the solar year is not exactly 365 and a quarter days long. The Julian calendar gains a day every 128 years. But I do think we've covered enough for one podcast. Perhaps we will explore more calendar systems or talk about Pope Gregory's later reforms of the Julian calendar in a future podcast. And this has been your Math Mutation for today. 